interesting I like the boring things I appreciate the little things I look for the special things I Hello and welcome to Faithful Mindfulness. I am Dr. Justin Meyer, a trauma-informed, board-certified therapist, pastor, seminary professor, and life coach. My life's goal and the goal of this podcast is to help people become everything they were created to be by overcoming and helping heal people from trauma, whether small or large, and build resilience to help people hear from God and live the abundant life Jesus came to give them. We will do this through a short daily devotional, practicing gratitude, mindfulness exercises, and prayers. And I want to thank you for joining us today. As Matthew McConaughey, the actor, would say, all right, all right, all right, all right. And I am excited to be with you today. I am thrilled to be able to talk to you today. I am, for some reason, just in a really good mood. Maybe it is because uh, my brain chemistry is changing more and more through the exercises of gratitude. Maybe it's just because it's a good day out in the world. Maybe it's because I started my day with a peppermint mocha. I'm not quite sure, but I'm happy to be with you. I am enjoying life in this moment, and I hope you are too. So we're going to start today with taking a deep breath in through our nose and exhaling out through our mouth, in through our nose, and exhaling out through our mouth again. So in the studio today with me, as is every day, is Pastor Sean Steele, who also produces our podcast, and I am grateful and thankful that he is here to help and serve us, but I'm also just thankful that he is in our life. And I'll tell you, we haven't even got to the gratitude moment today, but I am super thankful. Sean has just been doing so much work, you know, for this podcast, for our church, and just serving the people of our faith community and serving the people of our community. And I can't wait to see how God returns blessings to him as he has been a blessing to others. Sean, I'll tell you, it's interesting. I I don't think people quite understand our point of view when we talk about faithful mindfulness, when we talk about being trauma-informed and resilience building. You know, a a lot of times when we talk to people about being trauma-informed, if it's just a brief discussion, what they think we're dealing with is mental illness primarily. That's the first place their mind goes. And what's really interesting, or I guess what I'm really wrestling with, is how we get the word out that what we're really dealing with is helping people live their life to the fullest, all people, that we we see, we know, we experience, the research proves it, that people experience some form of mental trauma every day, and that creates blocks in their brain to experiencing life and processing things clearly. And it's just confounding to try to be pushed into the corner of dealing with mental illness. And while we want to help people with mental illness, it's not our focus. 
You know, so we either get shoved into the corner of you just want to deal with mental illness or we get shoved into the corner that we're kind of a new age cult because we practice meditation and mindfulness. But here's the thing, and and I don't know how you see it all together, Sean, but for me, and I think you know this about me, that I view people as being created for a purpose like God has a plan and I'm not talking about in the idea where God has preordained everything for you to become a certain thing but I think God does give us qualities and characteristics and gifts that he intends us to use and when we embrace those things we live a full life. We live a life of joy and abundance. And when we embrace those things, it seems like life is good and well. And I'm coming to the conclusion each and every day through my counseling practice and through our church, when people experience trauma, when, when they go through those traumatic experiences, it almost creates a significant block to people being able to fully embrace their call, to block people from really being in touch with who they are and their feelings and their emotions and their gifting, right? Because they're, they're looking at the world through a lens of fight, flight, or freeze. And that's not the best way to process. What are we going to do next? How can I serve people? How can my life feel fulfilled? You know, those types of things. And what I hope we can do with this podcast, what I hope we can do with our ministry, what I hope we do in so many different ways is to help people understand what daily trauma is doing to them then help relieve or help people overcome and heal from that trauma so they really can tap into who God created them to be, their purpose and their gifting and their their desires and their pursuits. Because I think oftentimes the things that we connect with, that we really enjoy, can be connected to a greater good in serving the world. You know, I, I look at you, Sean, and I think about how you love books and you love to read and you love to study. And I see in you the, the possibility, the opportunity to be such an amazing teacher gifted by God and, and able to espouse those things. And I see people who have the abilities to cook, or I see people who have the proclivity to just simply serve and love people, to help out wherever there is a need, you know, just to truly be a servant and them enjoy it, them not feel like it's a heavy burden or something, but actually helping people, whether it's people in need or people at a shelter or whatever the need may be, even if it's just maybe people moving, right, and helping someone move, but they light up when they get to serve people. I see these tendencies that people have, and I just think if they could fully embrace those things and and build on those giftings and those proclivities, oh man, what a difference they could make and what a different world we would live in. It's just kind of a rant that I guess I'm on right now is that we really have to help people 
understand that what we're talking about in a faith sense is a critical part of maybe even discipleship, right? If we truly want people to be able to grow and be transformed in the way of Jesus, we really have to help them overcome these blockages that they have in their mental systems and their processes so that they can truly receive what God is saying to them, that they can truly apply what scripture is teaching to their lives. I mean, trauma serves as such a block, I think. And so I hope those of you who are listening to this podcast today will share it with others, will ask questions. I really want you to feel like you can engage in this topic and ask Pastor Sean, ask myself questions, ask others who are dealing in the mental health sector when it comes to faith and truly see this for what it is. It's a real opportunity to help people grow into who they were created to be and to engage in a life that they really like living, right? And so I hope you think about that. I hope you put that in the back of your minds. I hope that you're willing to share this podcast with others. So I think I think I'm going to get off the soapbox now and we're going to talk a little bit about some of what we're thinking on these lines, especially with the criticisms that we have received a little bit lately. And hear me out. I'm not angry about criticism. I think it just helps us know that we might need to be articulating what we need to talk about a little bit better. We need to be more intentional about sharing our view and explaining things. And Sean and I may get tired about talking about it from time to time because it's on the forefront of what we do. We led a Bible study together last night online, and one of the things I forgot to do was our mindfulness exercise. And one of the goals of our church, our faith community, is to make sure that we do mindfulness exercises and provide resilience building exercises for people. And we just had a talk this morning. He's like, next time you got to make sure you do that. And I was like, make sure you interrupt me if I don't do it, because you're right. It's, it's utterly important. So let's, if you will, we're going to look at a scripture that we've talked about before, either in the daily meditation, or we may have even talked about it a little bit in our first episode, but it's simply that scripture from Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, and this time we're going to read it from the NLT. I think it's good to hear it from different translations, but it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. And remember in Scripture, when they're highlighting those final things, it's really something that the apostles, that the Scripture writers, uh, whoever is proclaiming this message really wants to stick with you. In fact, I, I talk about Jesus doing this with the Great Commission. The last thing he sends out, the thing that he wants the disciples to remember is to go and make disciples and teaching them to do all things that he has taught them and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and that he's with them always, right? Like that's that's his pinnacle message right at the end in that he wants people to remember. Well, when Paul is writing to the Philippians, this final thing that he wants them to remember is this. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. 
think about, or other translations say meditate about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise, right? We need to be thinking about those things. And that's not the only scripture that talks about meditation. King David in the Psalms talks about embracing meditation. In Psalm 119 verses 15 and 16, he says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. He also says in Psalm 143:5, I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. What are you thinking about? What are you constantly bringing to remembrance? This thing that Paul talks about, I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. He says, I will consider your ways. You know, if, if we want to become better followers of Jesus, which he calls us to be followers or disciples or students of his ways, if we are thinking about his ways, our lives will move in that direction. That's a reason I think taking time to be mindful, taking time to meditate, taking time to think about the things and the ways of Jesus is utterly important. I want to encourage you to participate in something like that each and every day. I think it's critical for your growth as a follower of Jesus. I think it also will be transformational in your life every day. But not only then does King David tell us in the Psalms to meditate on the ways of Jesus and even the scripture or the word, but he then says that he likes to meditate and calls us to meditate on all of God's works, on all the things he has created, right? Think about the good things in the world. Think about the things that are of beauty, those things that are of grandeur, those things that make your heart and your soul and your mind sing. And when we think about those things, when we take time and are mindful of those things, I do believe it transforms our lives. In fact, we believe that because we know that scientifically speaking, our lives move in the directions of our most dominant thoughts. So, the question is, what are you thinking about? What are you constantly bringing to remembrance? And that can cause an issue in some people's lives, right? Like if they constantly think about negative things or they constantly think about things that depress them or trigger them, that's the direction that their life is going to continually go. And what is crazy about the human physiology and the human psychology and the human brain is the, the more we think about something, the deeper and deeper and deeper neural pathways are created and so so we actually think about those things more. That's why we say our lives move in the directions of our most dominant thoughts. Our most dominant thoughts are the places that our mind goes to the easiest. But here's the thing. There's great hope if you are a person whose minds travel down dark and sad neural pathways. 
there can be healing. There is hope. And here at Faithful Mindfulness, we provide help. And so I want you to engage in these ideas. I want you to engage in these topics. In fact, think about what we talked about last Monday in the idea of strongholds, the strongholds that we form and that are created sometimes in our brains, and that God gives us weapons and tools to break down those strongholds that we might have an abundant life and become everything that he has created us to be. Think about those things today. And if you would like any help in becoming transformed in the way that you think and the way that you live, please feel free to reach out to us either on Facebook or on Twitter, on Instagram, or feel free to email us at faithfulmindfulness at gmail.com. Well, let's jump into those things then that do help transform our minds. According to the science, if you practice gratitude for 21 days straight, your brain chemistry changes. And it is recommended that you keep practicing gratitude so that your brain chemistry stays in that position of a more positive posture so that you can tackle problems from a more positive perspective. So if you would, please take out your journal or your smartphone or your tablet and open up to the place where you keep your daily gratitude journal. So what are you thankful for today? Well, I'll tell you, I am thankful for a Bible study that we have had this past week. I'm so thankful for the people who joined us on Zoom and the discussion that we were able to have. I am thankful this morning I got to go out and get coffee with my son Josiah, and I got an amazing peppermint mocha. He got a peppermint uh, hot chocolate, and we got Sarah a Christmas cookie nitro. And so those were delicious, and I'll tell you, I am not a fan of celebrating Uh, Christmas before Thanksgiving, but I will tell you, I had Christmas in a cup today. And uh, thanks to Black Box, our local coffee shop, I may change my mind about celebrating Christmas a little bit early. So I'm thankful for those two things. And as I had mentioned, I am really thankful uh, for Pastor Sean. Uh, He is just such an important part of my family's life, of our ministry. I don't think we could be getting through the things that we tackle. And even though oftentimes it seems uh, small or minuscule or minute, maybe to him, the things that we actually are doing is just great. And so I'm thankful for him. Uh, This past week, it's been crazy. I have taught 
six times. I taught Sunday morning last week. I taught with Sean Sunday evening at youth group last week. Then we fast forward to Tuesday. I did not teach this Tuesday, uh, but usually I teach on Tuesdays, so we bump that to Wednesday. I teach Wednesday nights at Lamoni for their campus Bible study, and then I teach a Thursday night Bible study now, and this week I'm actually preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night, and a lot of that is possible because of the work of Sean. And if you would like to plug into our faith community, a faith community that strives to help people become everything that God created them to be with hope, help, and healing without judgment, we would love for you to tune in wherever you are uh, via Facebook or YouTube or any other ways. And in fact, we even have a church app and if you're interested about getting uh, that, just let us know. So let's then continue now with growing and transforming our minds. Let's take a moment and let's embrace our mindfulness. Let us meditate on those things that are good and lovely and pure and praiseworthy. If you will, take with me a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. In through your nose and out through your mouth and begin to relax. Wherever you're at, we just ask that you get comfortable and that you be in a safe place uh, not a place where you might be operating a motorized vehicle, but get to a place where you can be comfortable and relaxed. Comfortable and relaxed. And I want you to picture in your mind right now a big picture window. Now, I don't know if you have a big picture window in your house or not, but if you do, I, I want you to picture that big picture window. And if you don't have one, just put one in your mind, a picture window that you remember in life. My grandmother has a picture window, and so that is the picture window I'm thinking about. And I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but I want you to picture snow falling down outside that window. And I want you to just watch the snow. Big, big chunks of snow slowly and elegantly falling down down, down, and I want you to become more calm and relaxed as you continue to see the snow fall down, 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 and I want you now to, even now, just focus in, hyper-focus in on one of those snowflakes that is falling so slowly down, down, down. 
and I want you to focus in and I want you to see the wind slowly but surely blowing that snowflake to and fro as it falls gently lower and lower further down further down further down until it touches the ground I want you to look up and to pick out another snowflake and I want you to squint in and I want you to try to imagine and to see the beauty of that snowflake science tells us that every snowflake or ice crystal is different and I want you to focus in and to try to see the beauty of that snowflake as it drifts lower and lower and lower going down going down going down to the ground and I want you to notice the peace and the relaxation your body feels right now as you're looking at that snow falling down, falling down, falling down on the sky. And I want you to picture the person that you feel loves you most, wrapping your arm around them as you watch the snow together. Falling down, falling down, falling down. And take a deep breath with me in through your nose and out through your mouth. In through your nose and out through your mouth. And in this relaxed state, I want to ask you today, what has God been saying to you over the past week? What do you think you should do about it? How can someone help you to accomplish that thing? And what will it feel like? when you have completed the task that a good and loving God has asked you to do. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for everything that you give us that is good. We praise you for your goodness. We praise you for your love. We praise you for your mercy. Good and gracious God, we ask that you would continually bring healing to our minds, to our hearts, to our emotions, to our bodies, and help us to be agents that bring healing to others. This is the day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. I want to thank you today for joining us on Faithful Mindfulness. And I want to remind you that every day we produce a daily Faithful Mindfulness, which is a short seven to nine minute exercise where we embrace a small devotional, where we practice gratitude and mindfulness to heal our lives from the trauma that we experience that keep us from becoming everything that God has created us to be. I want to thank Pastor Sean for his production of this episode. I want to thank my wonderful and fantastic daughter, Lillian Meyer, for the music that she provides for our podcast. And I want to remind everyone that if you are listening to Faithful Mindfulness, we would greatly appreciate for a follow and for reviews on Anchor. Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. And don't forget to also engage with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And join us every day and next week to engage in exercises that bring us hope, help, and healing without judgment so that our lives can be transformed, so that we can become everything that we were created to be, and so that we can experience the abundant life that Jesus said he came to bring us. Thank you very much. God bless, and have a wonderful day. Interesting, I like the boring things. I appreciate the little things. I look for the special things. Oh, I, oh, I appreciate the little things in 